Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are on this beautiful, awesome day that God has created for us. I hope you are just either having a great day or you're off to a great day or you're concluding a great day. You guys, every day can be awesome. That's that's the secret that is accessible to everybody and it is so amazing. So welcome to Life Transformed Coffee and Christ podcast. We do this every Thursday um, and we go through, I go through, you know, kind of my routine for devotionals and we do a little reading and I just share my heart uh, through this process. So thank you so much for joining me today. Remember, share this podcast with your friends. And you guys, I'm just so excited. We're doing Coffee in Christ on Wednesday mornings, if you're local here, at um, Stories Coffee, which is on 114th, just south of Dodge Street. And we're, you know, people are showing up on Wednesdays at 8.30. And it is so amazing, the conversations that we have and just the, you know, the joy. So I I encourage everybody who hears this, reach out, be aggressive, become part of our life-transformed community. Because we are people that are for each other, don't judge, and we're in harmony with each other. And how cool is that, especially in these days and times? Okay, let's get right to it here. The verse of the day this morning is, this is always so exciting because you never know what God has in store. Okay, the verse of the day is, always be joyful. Ha, I just talked about joy, right? Be part of a, a community you know, and there's so much joy when you do that. And it is so true. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, not some of them, but all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Man, powerful. That's God's will. You guys, just keep it simple. God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ is to be thankful in all circumstances. That's it. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. I mean, that is a recipe for successful life right there. If, you know, if, if uh, I'm thinking, if I read just one thing in the Bible, and this comes from 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. That is amazing. I love it. So, I'm going to save this one for sure. Save it somewhere. I have to figure out how to do this easier, right? Oh my goodness. So sorry about that, you guys. I really should do this offline. But anyway, it just when when things have when things really impact me, um I just have to say I just have to save those things and um because because these become the foundation for the things that I teach, um, you know, just for for everything that 
that we do at Life Transform. So I'm going to quickly pop this in somewhere. There we go. Put it into Life Transformed. Save. And now we got that done. Okay, so now let's go. So super powerful, you guys. Let's go to our plan for today. All right, so the plan is we're going to go to Greatest Gifts. The celebration of Advent. Advent, great time for that. A time to get ready and prepare our hearts for the celebration of the birth of Christ. Advent reminds us to set aside some of the busyness of the holiday season and to think about the miracle that every day of this season brings. Advent is all about hope, a hope that goes beyond all others. It's more than just a feeling or wishful thinking. It's an awareness that God is actually expecting, looking, and longing to show you His goodness. Every day can be filled with hope. This is true every single day. I love it. The confident expectation that something good is going to happen in our life. Yes, because it will. If you believe it, you have to believe it. It all starts with that belief. We already know it's true. God has said it's true, so we just have to believe it. Again, keep it simple. Because that's what works for me. So it may work for you. If you have to complicate it, I'm probably not the guy to help you. <laughs> anyway, God wants us to be full of His hope, believing, expecting, and anticipating great things from Him. In fact, the Bible says He is the God of hope full of mercy and new beginnings. God is good and he has a good plan for each of our lives. Because he does, you can live your life with expectation, choosing on purpose to be hopeful every day, all throughout the day. The Psalmist David said in Psalm 71:14, but I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. When we embrace hope on purpose, it can influence our thoughts, our attitudes, and even our outlook on life. It releases joy. And the joy, there's that word again, you guys can't make this up. It releases joy and the joy of the Lord becomes our source of strength. I confess that is me. The joy of the Lord is my source of strength. And I just love it. Here are just a few ways that you can practice living in continual hope this Advent season and beyond. Pray one bold prayer each day. Do something fun every day. Help at least one person each day. Take time every day to think about at least one way God has been good to you. Hope is something that can be developed over time until it just becomes a habit. One of the ways to do this is to remind yourself to be expectant of good things and remember that God is always looking for ways to be good to us. And that's out of Isaiah 30:18. Hope is so important to God that he sent Jesus to be our hope. Even before Jesus was ever born, there was great anticipation about his birth. Luke 3.15 says, Everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon, and we can live each day with that same anticipation. What are you expecting God to do in your life today? Discover the power of hope. Learn how to begin expecting God's miracle working power every single day of your life. Ask God to help you live in hope and declare by faith, something good is going to happen to me. All right, and here's Jeremiah. Set aside some time this week to think about your hopes and dreams for the future. 
Jeremiah 29:11. Then that that is the the ver, the Bible verse we're going to read in a minute. Then grab a journal and write down some of those hopes and dreams. Maybe even post some notes around your house reminding yourself to be expectant of good things. Pray and ask God to continue to give you renewed hope for the great plans he has for you. So Jeremiah 29:18. Oh, we're going to get to that. That's hanging in my bathroom. It's it's a big one in my life. Uh that Jeremiah 29:11. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is Romans 15. Uh, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. And here's Jeremiah 29. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Yes, one day I'll share, ask me that story about Jeremiah 29:11. So the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion, for the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. And what's one thing God is saying to you today? He's saying to me, he's affirming me. Affirming my living life in expectant hope. And expressing the joy, because that's our key word for today, right? Expressing the joy I have because the Holy Spirit is in me and he's saying continue doing this in every circumstance that is the key in every circumstance you guys how powerful is that There's going to be bad stuff that's going to happen. There's going to be good stuff that's going to happen. So in every circumstance, be joyful and and praise God. And then and it does um and everything I I I tell you guys it's because I've experienced it and because I know the truth about how powerful it is. Um when you when you do that and and you know that yeah everything's not going to go your way God has already told us that but just if you're joyful and and you are thankful and grateful for him in every circumstance it just makes life easier and <laughs> don't we want to do that and it makes it an easy meaning not meaning there is an effort but if you're joyful versus sad or angry or anxious it's just life is just easier it's better you bless more people because this isn't about us right it is not about us We, you know and our society is so focused on me 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 personal freedom that was an aha for me this morning it's not about personal freedom unless that freedom involves doing more for God if you're going to use that freedom to do more to be a disciple for God 
then yes. So um, that's again another topic, but boy, this really uh, inspires and reinforces for me just the path that I personally am on and a lot of the people in my life are personally on this same path. So when you can share with others um, who are on the same path, it just encourages and it accelerates and amplifies um, that growth. So I encourage you, another shameless plug, reach out. Let's get you into Life Transformed. We are going to have a list of workshops and book studies and experiences starting the first of the year that you will be able to access. I'm going to work on that uh, the rest of this year. So there'll be a place for you can, where you can go to access everything that we have available. And that's going to be super exciting. Anyway, let's go to the book of Genesis. So now we're going to read from uh, Genesis 34. Now Dinah, the daughter of the daughter Leah had born to Jacob went out to visit the women of the land. When Shishem, son of Hamor, the Hivite, the Hivite, the ruler of that area, saw her, he took her and raped her. Oh my goodness. His heart was drawn to Dinah, daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. And Shishem said to his father Hamor, Get me this girl as my wife. When Jacob heard that his daughter Dinah had been defiled, his sons were in the field with his livestock, so he did nothing about it until they came home. Then Shishem's father Hamor went out to talk with Jacob. Meanwhile, Jacob's sons had come in from the fields as soon as they heard what had happened. They were shocked and furious because Shishem had done an outrageous thing in Israel by sleeping with Jacob's daughter, a thing that should not be done. But Hamor said to them, My son Shishem has his heart set on your daughter. Please give her to him as a wife, as his wife. Intermarry with us. Give us your daughters and take our daughters for yourselves. You can settle among us. The land is open to you. Live in it, trade in it, and acquire property in it. Then Shishem said to Dinah's father and brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes, and I will give you whatever you ask. Make the price for the bride and the gift I am... I am to bring as great as you like, and I'll pay whatever you ask me. Only give me the young woman as my wife. Because their sister Dinah had been defiled, Jacob's sons replied deceitfully as they spoke to Shishem and his father Hamor. They said to them, We can't do such a thing. We can't give our sister to a man who is not circumcised. That would be a disgrace to us. We will enter into an agreement with you on one condition only, that you become like us by circumcising all your males. Then we will give you our daughters and take your daughters for ourselves. We'll settle among you and become one people with you. But if you will not agree to be circumcised, we'll take our sister and go. Their proposal seemed good to Hamor and his son Shishem. The young man, who was the most honored of all his father's family, lost no time in doing what they said because he was delighted with Jacob's daughter. So Hamor and his son Shishem went to the gate of their city to speak to the men of their city. These men are friendly toward us, they said. Let them live in our land and trade in it. This land has plenty of room for them. We can marry their daughters and they can marry ours. But the men will agree to live with us as one people only on the condition that our males be circumcised as they themselves are. 
Won't their livestock, their property, and all their animals become ours? So let us agree to their terms, and we will settle, and they will settle among us. All the men who went out of the city gate agreed with Hamor and his son Shishem, and every male in the city was circumcised. Three days later, while all of them were still in pain, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, took their swords and attacked the unsuspecting city, killing every male. They put Hamor and his son Shishem to the sword and took Dinah from Shishem's house and left. The sons of Jacob came upon the dead bodies and looted the city where their sister had been defiled. They seized their flocks and herds and donkeys and everything else of theirs in the city and out in the fields. They carried off all their wealth and all their women and children, taking as plunder everything in the houses. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me obnoxious to the Canaanites and Perizzites, the people living in this land. We are few in number, and if they join forces against me and attack me, I and my household will be destroyed. But they replied, Should he have treated our sister like a prostitute? Oh my gosh! Okay, this is... You know what I'm finding about Genesis is... It is like a story, and I was telling um, Stephanie and Caitlin at our Coffee in Christ yesterday that... Man, oh man, as I, as I read from Genesis here, what, what, it, what keeps coming into my mind is God is watching all this happen. And, you know, and, and I know, and, and again, I can't understand God, but, you know, literally, <laughs> I can see that's why Jesus came. Because he's starting to see this stuff happen and he's going, oh my goodness. This is jacked up, <laughs> right? Oh, how terrible that is. You know, two wrongs. And here in this case, Jacob knew it. And he's like, oh my goodness. But his sons, you know, they just acted on, on emotion, not wisdom. Learning from earlier this week. You know, don't act on emotion, acknowledge emotion, and then act with wisdom. Beautiful words that I'm going to use to guide me the rest of my life. Anyway, yeah, this is, um, you know, it brings home the real pain uh, in the world. You know, you can, I think anybody can relate to that story and the, the anger and the pain that... Um, the brothers felt you know probably the lust that the son felt and you know there was just greed wrapped up in all of that story so all the sins I think presented themselves or a lot of the big sins presented themselves in that story and it is Genesis is kind of like a cliffhanger after you get through the first few chapters and it's just like an ongoing story you know about Abraham and his son Jacob and Isaac and all of that so yeah powerful stuff you guys um, so yeah that's what I'm kind of taking away from that is you know and this makes God sad and I think you know back to the Old Testament days he just started getting just like pissed he's like come on you people I didn't design you for this 
But Satan was taking his hold. You know, he really was. And you can just see it. Okay, so let's go to the verse of the day from Sarah Young. Come to me is the bold with your gaping emptiness, knowing that in me you are complete. As you rest quietly in my presence, my light within you grows brighter and brighter. Facing the emptiness inside you is simply the prelude to being filled with my fullness. Therefore, rejoice on those days when you drag yourself out of bed feeling sluggish and inadequate. Tell yourself that this is a perfect day to depend on me in childlike trust. So this is like right back to, in all circumstances, thank him and be joyful. It's kind of exactly that, right? If you persevere in this dependence as you go through the day, you will discover at bedtime that, here we go, you guys, joy <laughs> and peace have, have become your companions. Okay, so this is a triple God wink. We didn't see too much of, we didn't see too much joy in Genesis, but the other three things we've read today certainly have presented lots of joy. You may not realize at what point they joined you on your journey, but you will feel the beneficial effects of their presence. The perfect end to such a day is a doxology of gratitude. I don't even think I know, I've ever seen that word, a doxology of gratitude. I am he from whom all blessings flow. Boom! Sip of coffee here, because it is coffee in Christ. All right, yeah, this is uplifting, isn't it? So every day, every day can be filled with joy and peace. Back to believing it and then actually experiencing it, knowing that you're going to be empty sometimes. You're going to be full sometimes, but that's okay. He's always there to fill the voids. He's always there for you to depend on and trust in and if you just keep on going through your day with that mindset at the end you will see by looking back and reflecting which I think is a very important thing to do every day because um, it's helped me again it's something that's helped me even you know just take five minutes and reflect on the day and you will find that joy and peace okay for God who said let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. That's 2 Corinthians 4 to 6. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So you have to hunger and, and search for it, for righteousness. Then you'll be filled. You can't just blindly aimlessly wander into your day you've got to be looking for it. you got to be searching for it God is always looking for us to take a step towards him he just wants to see that we understand that he is the way that that we understand that and we're not we're not thinking that we have control for in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form and you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. That's Colossians 2, 9 to 10. Previously, blessed are the poor in spirit, came from Matthew 5, 3 and 6. And finally, Psalm 150, 
6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ah, I love it. You guys, thank you so much for joining me today. This is Robert Bolden, Life Transformed, Coffee and Christ. Reach out. Reach out. And I'm going to try to reach out to some of you too who have commented and and that sort of thing because um, you were designed for this community. You were designed for community. And man, oh man, once you get in, in the community, you are going to deepen your relationship with God. It just, it's going to happen and your life is going to be better. And I never know how, but you just have to come ready, ready to go and just engage. So until next time, I hope you have an awesome week, you guys. When we next talk, let's see, it'll be the 24th. It'll be Christmas Eve. So I so look forward to see what God has in store for us on that day. So. Have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when you listen to this. And again, share this podcast. We are, I'm Bob Bolden, Robert Bolden, Life Transformed, the intentional gatherer. We get people out of isolation into community. And ultimately, we want to make it easier for God to do the transforming work in your life by creating a community of people that will Uh, support you before you not judge you and be in harmony with you all right have a great one